get started here again. And so what we're going to do for our testimonies here is, uh, just to make it a little easier for us, what we do is the worship team's going to play a song, and, and you're welcome, of course, to, to join in and singing and, and worshiping. While they're playing that song, um, we're going to have uh, people come during the song and sit in this front row here. And, and then after the song's over, then whoever comes and sits here can come and share uh, what God's done over the last 21 days here. And then after they're done, we're going to have another song and we're going to try and fill up this row again. Okay? And we're going to keep doing that until we're done. Does that sound good? Okay, and if no one comes, we're going to have a very early lunch today. But I really want to, I really want to encourage you to come and give some encouragement to other people. Because we need it. We need it, don't we? Right? And uh, you know what? Your testimony might be um, that I prayed and fasted for 21 days and nothing happened yet. That might be your testimony. Okay? Um, and so I just want you to understand that whatever God has done during this time is, in, is incredible. It's amazing. Whenever God does anything, it's supernatural, isn't it? So there's, there's no such thing as something too small, I guess is what I'm trying to say. Okay? And so um, um, please come and encourage us. And uh, let's begin worshiping. Just wanna be 
first week of January and I saw have you seen the movie Doris Day uh, Calamity Jane have you seen Calamity Jane super old movie awesome anyways Calamity Jane is like me awkward socially completely awkward she's awesome and uh, she has this old cabin and uh, (laughs) her cabin she got it on a bet she won a bet she got this old cabin and this cabin was just the opposite of feminine like it was just the opposite of feminine (laughs) and it was just you know the chairs were broken the table was a bit off and and the 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 windows were covered in boards and the floor was dirty and she she won this cabin and god's like this is your house (laughs) i'm like okay cool and God's like I'm gonna fix it up and there was like broken teapots and a broken cup and a broken this and a broken that and it was this broken down little cabin that was just had lots of broken stuff and he's like that's you and your house and I'm like okay he's like we're gonna take care of it and that's what he's done this month (laughs) he's taken I don't know, I guess I got new plates and I didn't see it exactly that way, but um, yeah, and he's also kind of worked with my inner calamity Jane. (laughs) Um, I'm no less socially awkward, but you know, just, I don't know, a different, I don't know, like if you watch calamity Jane, it's a really good movie, especially Doris Day because she sings and dances and she's awesome. But like, if you watch her in the movie, in the beginning, she's really just completely socially awkward and she doesn't even really know who she is. And then by the end, she figures out more about herself and then she finds the love of her life and it's kind of cool. But like, it's kind of like that. So, yeah, that's, that's my testimony. Thank you, Carrie. Thank you, Carrie. April. Okay, well, we had a lot, but I'll just share a couple of them. Um, One of them, I think just when you're talking about the devotion time and God bringing life to it again. I mean, we've, we've essentially been parenting a second round of kids, and if you're a parent, it gets tiring. And I find sometimes it's kind of putting in the time or not... You know, the, the joy of it hasn't been there. But, you know, the first Thursday night that we came for prayer, one of my little ones was in the front just soaking. And and God touched her. The second we got out to the car, she goes, are we going to come back next week? Like, I was just I was just talking to Jesus. And then and then this lady, Pastor Mandy, she was she was praying for me. It was she was blown away. 
Like, I couldn't do that. And my kids have been having encounters last night. We were just, you know, let's hear from God and, and pray over some people. And they were just blown away like God is real and we're hearing, which in turn has helped me find some life again. Like, you know, we're not just putting in time at night to do our devotions. This is life-giving. And, and God is doing a work in them. So it's just been really, I was hoping she was sitting up here looking at me like she wanted to share, but <laughs> but they they encountered Jesus, which has been our big prayer. Um, and I guess the other one would be probably about 20 years ago now, I had kind of a traumatic thing happen to me and, and I worked through it and there was healing and it, and it was good. Um, but I just felt a couple weeks ago that I really needed to go and talk to someone. I didn't even know why. I just said, like, could we make some time to hang out? I just, I just feel like we're supposed to talk. And I didn't know even what it was about. And as we were talking, um, there was just this opportunity. There had been something that had happened 20 years ago that I'd actually never shared the details about. And, you know, the Bible says, confess your sins one to another that you may be healed. And that's not just the things we do. But it's the things that happen to us that skew how we see God or ourselves or whatever. And I didn't actually realize that I needed to speak out a detail that I had not spoken to a single person. And God just gave me the freedom to share it. And I just felt like, wow, God, you blew me away. Like you shut a door. You brought full closure. Like that last, um, I think the last devotion was about like just the past is done. And I didn't even know I needed that. And I've just, I've seen that happen with a few people during the fast, but it was really just a, having the freedom and the safety to go, it's okay to speak this and I'm okay and God is real and he's healing. And and that was a big one personally for me. So thank you, Lord. Elliot. Good morning. Well, God went pretty deep with me and I wasn't expecting it. So I was, uh, after one of the earlier devotionals, I sat down and I started to pray and he caused me to like zoom into my deepest place to see what I was actually thinking in my deepest place. And what I was thinking is, I'm not really expecting you to do anything, which surprised me. So I, and I, and I, real, I remembered that if I'm in a prayer meeting, I can experience God in a few seconds. If I'm with one other person, I can experience God just like that. By myself, not so much. And I thought, ah, well, where two or more are gathered. And God is like, not really. So what I realized is that there was some deep rejection still in me. And I didn't really, I'm saying one thing with my mouth, but I have a core belief that says something different. Therefore, it's not going to get answered because I've already kind of canceled it. So I spent time before God saying, oh, I'm, I'll repent of that. Now, it's different for me, and I want everyone to hear this. If God's showing you things about yourself, that's not judgment. That's relationship. If he was judging you, you're going to get a smack in the head or something. Like, God pointing out something in your life isn't judgment. It's his indication that the grace is here now to walk through this. You can do it. So, and that's different for me. It felt, it felt so loving as he put my finger on this flaw. Because it's, he wants to fix it. That's what he does. So then Thursday night prayer... One of them, anyway. I had a vision of the Holy of Holies. And he started speaking to me about how the Holy of Holies, it was the heart of Israel. It's the engine that kept things going. And that if things aren't going good in your most inner place, it's not going to be going good in other parts. And there's a scripture that talks about Pharisees, you clean the outside of the cup, but clean the inside and the outside's going to be clean. 
So there's a work that happens. And God showed me that, you know, the Holy of Holies could really be kind of a gross place. There's lots of blood. And right away, in my mind, he's like, Jesus is saying, invite me into your Holy of Holies, your holiest place. He has the perfect sacrifice that ended all sacrifice. It's easy. So I said, okay, I'm inviting you to the best of my ability, to my most vulnerable place. And he came in and he did a work. The next week, I had another vision. So I'm looking at the same Holy of Holies and a fountain sprang forth from the some point in there in the foundation and just flooded the place. And it totally filled with water. And that went out. And that you get washed from inside out, not outside in. And I was asking him about this. He reminded me of a scripture in John 7. The one who believes in me, as the scripture said, from his innermost being will flow rivers of living water. It's what out of, after that, it's interesting. Very next verse, 39. But this he said in reference to the spirit whom those who had believed in him were to receive. Well, that's us. For the spirit was not yet given because Jesus was not yet glorified. So that's open to everybody. I just invite everyone. Invite Jesus into your holy of holies, your innermost part. He wants to flood it, wash everything away. He'll cleanse, cleanse it with his blood and he'll fill it with his spirit. And I've already been noticing a difference in my personal time with God. It's like, I start engaging God, boom, he's there. So that deep rejection from that I've had my whole life, he's just peeled another layer off. There could be more layers, and if there is, great, we'll deal with them. For now, I did what I could.
husband and I have been through. And when you have a pastor that calls you and lets you know about your granddaughter and not knowing ahead of time, it was hard. And when he called and told us First, I saw it on Facebook. I thought, no, that's not true. When Pastor called, that was a shock. Because I thought she would pull through. But no, she went to heaven to be with her mommy. Don't get me wrong. I'm thankful that Pastor Dad called us and walking into church thinking, you know, people come to you and give condolences like, what are you talking about? So I'm thankful Pastor Brad told us. When I see kids around here, that's why I had two children's church. Because it's hard. It's hard. I'm trying to be strong, but believe me, it's not easy to be strong. (laughs) It's not. With having my husband around, we always try to be there for each other and show our loving caring to each other. that's what we have but then Pastor Brad said something to us don't forget your family your church family are your friends we have a lot of friends in this church I'm not that to get close to people but you know what it's difficult 
when you lose your loved ones, it's hard. So when Pastor Brad told us about the 21 days, as I said, it was a little difficult for the first few days. And then I got up in the morning, have my quiet time, my coffee, while my husband is still sleeping and snoring. So when I'm reading my 21 days and reading my devotions and having no TV on, I was thankful that I did not have the TV on in the morning because that was my quiet time. So with the day seven, it says, don't settle, keep climbing. I am going to do my best to encourage myself to be strong and keep on climbing and not go back. For all of what I've been through, and my husband, of course, we're doing what we can to go up, not backwards. So there's, I'm getting the idea to try to pick up the phone and call someone, like, do you want to go out for coffee? do shopping or something together because I miss all that. So I'm taking one day at a time and I'm going to do my best with climbing and have Jesus you know praying over me and you know have people praying over me and encouraging me to move forward and keep on climbing to love myself and have faith in myself. Thank you. Robin. Sure. Mike, come on up. Hi. Um, Most of you, well, some of you, know that I've been a church kid my whole life and that I was but things happen and even even to church kids and inside me I had had a core of shame and then shame breeds guilt and then that leads to sin that's and for a whole lot of years I felt like Elliot said a whitewashed tomb I looked good on the outside but inside I felt like the dead bolt and uh, a deep wound becomes precious to you after so long this becomes who I am deep inside there's a and it took until 20 20 20 21 somewhere in near the end it's there somewhere I finally after 35 years I finally let 
God, see that, that deep wound that was so deep inside. And, and he took away, he took away that shame that I had walked in a cloud of shame and guilt my whole life. And it was so freeing to not have that core shame anymore that it had for so long. And then during the, during this month, during this month, I think it was first week, maybe start of the second week, uh, I was listening to a, to a video, a speaker speaking about God, talking about God, and something sparked my mind, so I went to the crucifixion story, and I read about how they took his clothes, how they... they his clothes and I felt his shame hanging up there on the cross he knew he knew my he knew what my shame felt like because he'd felt it just blew my mind. It's like, wow, that's so amazing. And then my video ended and I just put on some worship music and 10 minutes later the song said if he dresses if he dresses the lilies in beauty How much more will he clothe you? How much more will he clothe you? Who he loves so much more. And and I needed that time where I was had been open to God. And I had allowed him to see everything. But he was telling me that I had healed. That I had healed enough that now I could wear these clothes. That he could start to redress me in his clothing. God is good, God is gracious, and God is giving. During the second week of worship and prayer, he sent this message, and I just wanted to share it with you guys. He he wanted to talk about gifts. And I know some of you know, you know, sometimes you're gifted as a child, 
you're good at sports, you're good at playing a guitar, you're good at math, everyone has a different gift. And he wanted to talk about the metaphorical and spiritual gift and also the physical gifts. So coming out of Christmas, we think about gift giving and receiving gifts. And as parents, I think a lot of you guys know the feeling of that excitement of watching your kids open up their gifts and their reaction in their faces and just that joy of giving that gift is amazing. There's no other word to capture that moment and that memory for a lot of people, giving that gift to other people. And sometimes we feel like we're unworthy of those gifts. And we feel like, well, if we're good enough, if we earn it, then we'll be worthy of those gifts that we're given. And sometimes we're given a gift so great that we think, gift is too good. It's so good. But God wants you to know that you're worthy and you're his kids. You're a child of God. So whatever gifts he gives you, he just wants you. He's waiting for you guys to realize your gifts, whether you're a child or an adult and you haven't even discovered your gift yet. You could figure it out today. It's not too late. And there's spiritual gifts from God, you know, there's worship, there's prayer, and he just wants to be with you in that relationship and give you those gifts. And thank you guys. Thank you, Robin. Amen. Tamara. So when I first heard Pastor Brett say that we were going to do 21 days of fasting, like, I've never done like a fast like that before. I grew up in a, a different style of church where we had like more than the 21 days of fasting. And so when I first thought, okay, well, what am I gonna do? Like, how am I gonna do this? I can't. I kind of was like, I felt God saying to me like, the point where he was like I know you can do this I'm proud of you for um, for trying even though I didn't make it the full 21 days I tried I felt him say like I know that you didn't make it the full 21 days I'm still proud of you either way um I just know that if, like, I felt him basically saying, like, even though you didn't make it the full 21 days, that you can still, like, give it up, like, like, fully give it up. Because my, I find, like, I'm, I'm that type of person that when I find something I like, whether it's a drink, food, whatever... I almost become addicted to it. And so for giving up what I did give up for the 21 days, it was a little bit hard for me because like, it was basically like my nicotine. Like I, I needed that every, that like that energy drink every morning. I felt like I couldn't survive without it. But 
lasting as long as I did, I feel like better about myself. I don't feel like I need to depend on them anymore. Like I can, I feel like I could go like longer without them. I feel like he's saying like, even though the 21 days are over, just keep trying, push through it. You can fully give them up. Like he's saying, don't, don't rely on them. Try like substitutes like coffee or whatever, like find something to substitute it for. And like, I just, I feel him touching me just saying like, don't, don't have to, you don't have to rely on stuff like that to wake you up to rely on him to give me the energy to get through the day and just he'll provide the energy I need to get through the week through the days like through a month whatever he'll give me that energy I need for my soul Thank you, Tamara. Thank you. I love that honesty. That's so encouraging to me. All right, we're going to sing one more time. And this is going to be our last time. So I'm going to encourage you to come and, and fill, the, fill the front. Let's worship.
So you'll just have to bear with me because I actually don't have something prepared. Um, there's just so many good things that he does all the time. So I'll just narrow it down to the two that are kind of keep um, calling out to me. So um, during the three weeks of prayer and fasting, there was a situation that happened that kind of just broke my heart for my kids. And it, as a mom, anyone knows when your kids are hurting, you're hurting. So I just felt like something needed to be said. And I wrote a letter and I just didn't send it right away. I just kind of thought about it and prayed on it. And then the next day I read um, in the Restart Your Heart, it was talking about when Peter said, if somebody um, hurts you, how many times should you forgive them? Seven times. And so I read that and then I kind of almost just was ready to let it go and just not send the letter because I thought, you know, if he can forgive us, I can forgive this and I can let it go. But I felt God saying that I'm not asking you to be a doormat. I'm asking you to be a mirror and reflect my love and my forgiveness. And so I prayed about it and I changed a few things in the letter um, that kind of were talking about some things in the past and just kind of made it strictly focused on the girls and sent the letter and was a li- still a little bit nervous but at peace about it and then the next day or a few hours later received a response and it was not only kind and understanding but apologetic so it was more than than I ever expected from that um, letter so it was just showing God's favor and I guess um, grace over the situation and then the other one was just with Scarlett. I thought maybe she would talk about it, but she didn't, so I will for her. Um, and just like April mentioned, seeing those encounters that our kids have, um, to understand that like God isn't just a God up there that we believe in, but he's living. And she deals a lot with um, being like separation anxiety, always needing an adult that she knows present, and that's really hard on her at school and stuff too. So um, we've just been praying a lot and asking Jesus for his peace and letting go of worry and the next night, um, after we had prayed a couple of days about this, um, in her prayer time, I heard her thank God for giving him um, peace that day. So just thank you, God. We love you. <laughs> Tomas. So during this 21 days of fasting, it seemed like there was something different every week. Um, easily the big thing I've been praying about was um, I was asked to speak to Living Faith Community Church in Calgary over Zoom last Sunday evening and oh there was a lot of prayer going on because I haven't spoken to a group like that in quite a while and as far as I can tell, it went well. I personally, I wasn't impressed with myself, how I did, but then again, it wasn't about me because it was God speaking through me. And even if I rambled and repeated something, I knew, I know that somebody got something from that. And I'm so thankful for that, uh, that God was in control because that was all I've been praying about for two straight weeks was that it would be God's message and not me. And so from every indication I got that uh, the people on the receiving end 
definitely got something out of it. And afterwards, though, I ran out of, I, I no longer had the big thing I was praying about for, for two full weeks. And I'm like, I still got a week to go. And it seemed like pretty much the next day, Monday morning, well, I guess Monday evening, um, one of my coworkers came and said, can you just pray for my wife? She had pretty close to, to lost her job and she's super depressed and basically isn't coming out of her room. And when she does, she snaps at uh, my coworker, her husband. And so I just started, I, I had like, okay, I'll pray. And every time I like, the moment her name popped into my head, I started praying for her. And then just right near at the end of the week, I asked him, how's your wife doing? And he's like, she's doing great. She's doing so much better. And it was like, yes, thank, thank God. And even, I think it was even probably sometime in the middle of the second week, I had a delivery because that's what I do. I do deliveries. And it's a palette of what's called Baxter. It's home dialysis medication. And when you've got 40 boxes of this liquid stuff and it's heavy and I've got to take it from the trailer all the way into this guy's house and up some stairs and into the, his bedroom, it sucks. And it sucks even more when you haven't eaten in two weeks. And like, I wasn't expecting to have this delivery. I delivered to him like two weeks before. It's usually once a month we do these deliveries. And I have this full pallet of 40 some boxes. Basically from the moment I found out that I was going to be delivering to this guy, I'd been praying for strength. I was like, and I'm going, God, I need you because I don't have the strength because I know I haven't eaten in two weeks. And when I got to the house, I got that pallet on the ground and I started putting the pallet, those boxes onto the, to the wheel dolly so I can get into his house. And they were light. I've never felt boxes that light before. And I've done a lot of these boxes. It was... It was so amazing, and like, I probably got through the first two sets of boxes into the house when I realized that they were light, and I, like the rest of the time I was just going, thank you God. Every time I got went into this house, I'm thanking God. And um, now I know that one of the things I haven't, I've been praying for, I haven't received yet, but I'm not going to give up on that. It's a, a dream I've had for, since probably I was in school, like school, <laughs> and I haven't received it yet, And but a uh, verse I read before the, uh, before the fast had been just coming into my mind quite frequently, and it was, um, I think it was in Psalms. But it says, a dream unfulfilled makes the heart sick. But uh, when it's fulfilled, it springs new life. And I realized that I've been carrying this dream for so long. My heart has been so sick. But immediately, 
when I when I read that, when I heard that, because it was audio Bible, Im- immediately out the, the voice in my heart said, but you know the healer. You know the healer who heals every sickness. And I guess that's what, what I want to leave you off with today is that your heart may be sick, but you know the healer. Amen. Um, what I have to share is, is uh, something that God kind of used to encourage me and lift up my spirit. Um, so there's 21 days of fasting. He took me to a story in the Bible in Second uh, Kings chapter 18, 19, and uh, it's like, yeah. I'll just, I'll just kind of, I've kind of written it down a little bit. It's like uh, the cliff notes, if you will. So I'm going to sit down. But, uh, when Hezekiah was king of Jerusalem, the king of Assyria was a man called Sennacherib. And at this time, the Assyrian uh, empire was like the global power, like superpower. Uh, nobody could stand up against them, and they're undefeated. And whenever, whenever Sennacherib would set his eyes on like any nation, he'd say, okay, I want that one. Like, that nation would automatically fold and give them the tribute that he wanted. And one day he set his eyes on Jerusalem. So Hezekiah was terrified to the point where he tried to bribe Sennacherib, he tried to ally with Egypt, but then ultimately he went ahead and paid the tribute, even to the point where he was tearing gold and silver off the temple to use his payment. But that, none of that worked for Sennacherib. He wanted more, and he sent his army out against Jerusalem. He sent his messengers to talk to the people of Jerusalem to try to convince them to not trust Hezekiah. At this point, Hezekiah was even more terrified And having tried everything within his power, he turned to God and consulted with the prophet Isaiah. Isaiah prophesied that God was going to fight this battle for him. And God sent his angels and destroyed the Assyrian army. And in life, we face a lot of Sennacheribs. These could be challenges, struggles, hardships that absolutely leave us feeling overwhelmed, overpowered, or too weak. But the truth is we serve a God who's never overpowered. He's never too weak. And the greatest thing is that he is on our side and he promised to fight those battles in which we feel powerless. For me, this past year, I've been striving in my own strength and I feel like I've been failing. But in the fasting, God has let me know that I don't have to strive in my own strength. Not every battle depends on me, myself and I. I can trust him and I can lean into him. that takes a lot of burden off of me and I just trust God and, and I hope that I don't know this, this touches somebody thank you Thanks, buddy. Kevin well I just want to thank everybody for coming up and having the courage to share your stories and you've inspired me to come up and just let you know it's been a long road for for me and for for Corey and we're still a long way to go but um, with God I know I can trust as me and it said trust in him and believe in him and never give up never quit 
keep your faith and just move forward. And I just want to thank all of you, our church family, for, for being there for us, inspiring us, encouraging us through this journey. And um, I just wanted to thank all of you and, and thank God. And, and like I said, through the 21 days, the one thing that stood out for me was never quit. quit. Quitting is not an option. So keep keep the faith, brother, all of you, and just keep moving forward. Thank God. Thank you. Rob. Well, good morning, beloved. I don't know if it was like this for the rest of you, but uh, the thing that would hit me every single day during that uh, devotion is love like you've never been hurt. never been rejected like you've never been abandoned like you've never been let down it's also hard to love like you've never failed like you've never missed the mark just for us um, as foster parents one thing we were never prepared for we spoke about it it was in the training but I know our hearts weren't prepared for it was how often you would feel lost Like our first, our first three fosters, they were just big personalities, and we are we let our guards down. We opened our hearts. We opened our homes. So the next would come and our guard was up. We were like, no, I can't get like that again. I don't want to, I don't want to experience that again. And uh, those of you that are starting to get to know me a little bit more and more as I keep bothering and pestering y'all, you know, I survive on quick wit don't always say the kindest things, but I'm, I love you just the same, right? But man, reading through that devotional, when he hit on that day on kindness, I was like, ooh, it's 
the Holy Spirit just put his finger on it, and I was just like, whoo, that's touchy, man. Like, leave that one alone. And he's like, it's a fruit of the Spirit. And I was like, whoo, that was rough. Because in not wanting to be hurt again, not wanting to open our hearts as big again, my words have become sharp. And unkind. And he's calling us to kindness. He's calling us to love like we've not been hurt. Right? And so the other day, I'm, uh, I'm upstairs. And my wife sends me a, a little text. And she says, I'm praying with the kids and they're listening to God. And I didn't tell, you know, I... And... Uh, and so they just, these are the things that they saw. And she, she sends me this list. And the one little guy, all he got was, he is kind. And I just, initially I'm like, I think he got it wrong. <laughs> Jesus is just like, nope. Nope. He heard me just fine. Can you hear me? And so what I want to encourage you, church, you might not be where you're supposed to be, but you're not where you used to be. And he's not done with you yet. He ain't finished yet. And just like Pastor Brett said, this is not the end, this is the beginning. Right? Like we're praying for revival. I'm praying for revival in my heart because if it ain't happening here, it ain't happening with them. I can pray for a revival in this church, but if it ain't happening here, I'm not even going to experience it. We got to love. We got work to do. We got people to, to find. We got invitations to send. We got letters to write. We got bodies to hug, hands to hold. And the one more thing that's just, I don't know if any of you felt the same, but I felt during this fast that one of the big things that God really wanted to repair was marriages. That there's a spirit against the marriage, against the covenant that is between a man and a woman. And I'm just going to prophesy this right now. You need to love like you've not been hurt. And you need to let the person that's hurt you become someone who they aren't currently. Because sometimes we try to keep our spouse in the space that they've always been. And we never let them get out to be the person that God's calling them to be. But we, we need to love like we've not been hurt. And for the, the failing spouse, the spouse that's been failing over and over, you need to love like you've never failed. Get back up. Do it again. 
when you get the cold shoulder pushing even, even though it hurts. So Father, we ask for marriages to be restored. We pray that the year 2023 would be a year of restored marriages, restored relationships. Father, we're asking, we're not asking for natural things, we're asking for miracles. Do the impossible. Fathers would be reunited with their children. Mothers would be reunited with their children. Husbands and wives would be reunited in love and in purpose and in unity in Jesus' name. But um, over this time, I've just felt God telling me that to stop hiding, um, just hiding like who I really am and who I know that he's made me to be and dealing with a lot of guilt and shame um, just and the lies. I recognize them now as lies from the enemy. You know, you're not, you can't really sing. You're not. Beautiful in God's eyes, you are this and that. And so um, I was just reminded, God just told me, like, when you look at Benjamin and you look at Shiloh, like, what do you, what do you see when you look at them? And are you angry and are you disappointed even though they do things? And he just told me, like, that's how I look at you, that same love, that father's love and the, the joy that he sees when he looks at me and yeah, just that I'm fearfully and wonderfully made. And it was a difficult truth to receive and to really accept that. But I feel so much more freedom now and don't feel that I have to hide from him. He sees everything. So I just encourage you in that too, that you are fearfully and wonderfully made. And he just looks at you with so much love and so much joy and pride when he sees you. So... Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Isn't God amazing? He is so amazing. It amazes me how he works in all of our hearts, speaks to us, ministers to us at the same time. <laughs> Only God can do that. Amen. Well, we're going to sing one last song. And this song is a celebration song. This song we can't sing sitting down. And so I'm going to invite us to stand, and we're going to, we're going to give God some praise. And don't be afraid to shout a little bit, okay? Don't be afraid to move around a little bit, okay? Don't be afraid to do a little Holy Ghost hop a little bit, okay? But we're going to celebrate. We're going to celebrate. Let's praise God for all he's done. Amen. Now I'm ready for whatever you want. 
Hallelujah. Let's give him praise again. <laughs> Amen. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Just the beginning. Amen. Amen. We saw what God did in 21 days. What's he going to do in 2023? Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Amen. Amen. We're dismissed, everyone. God bless.